Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Desi Sportscast Hockey Show. This is a series of programs we're going to kick off with in terms of uh, the Olympics, the big uh, four-year, well, it's a five-year gap since the last one event that comes on. And um, as always, um, big expectations from the contingent going from our nation. But there's one sport, and I've said it in the first show that we did, that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, and um, and that's obviously the hockey, our national game, what I still consider to be our national game. And there's only one person I'm going to uh, talk about this with, and he was kind enough to come on our first show, and once again he joins us with this uh, font of knowledge, and uh, it's really great to have him on the show again. Subhashish, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Thank you so much, uh, Bharat. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, we're all excited. Uh, uh, with the Indians, uh, the Indian men are definitely medal hopefuls. Oh, wow. Big and statement to kick off the show. Yes. And what's different this time around, Bharat, is, uh, well, we always say that before every Olympics, uh, given the history. But this time, I feel it's we definitely have a chance, given the way the team's been playing over the last three years. Uh, as far as the Indian women are concerned, uh, ranked 10th. The task is really difficult, but I feel they're giant killers and they're in a really difficult group. They haven't had a lot of practice, but uh, believe you me, the other teams are going to look up to uh, the, the Indian girls with a lot of respect and uh, with some amount of fear as well. Well, that's really good to hear to kick off the show in terms of expectations and hopes, uh, because I know Rio was five years ago, but every time the Olympics comes around, I think there's more expectations around the hockey team than even when we go into a World Cup. This is the medal that we've got rich, rich history in um, and one that we are still living on. And um, I keep using a football analogy, no matter what shows we do, but it's a bit like the England team since 1966. <laughs> you know, we've not brought it at home. And whenever there's an international tournament, we think this is the one and talking about football, it might be the one, and I'm hoping it's going to be the same for our hockey teams. Uh, but in terms of um, the build-up uh, to the Olympics, we know it's been very, very different to previous Olympics, previous tournaments. Um, how has the build-up been, and um, is the interest in the teams, not just the hockey team, but in the, uh, the Olympics itself, uh, building back home? Well, Bharat, obviously it's been uh, pretty different uh, to any Olympics uh, that we've had in the past, uh, simply because uh, not everyone was sure that the games were going through. We had the pandemic uh, until a couple of months ago. Things were looking pretty uncertain. Uh, in fact, uh, when uh, the Indian Premier League uh, cricket was on, there was a lot of criticism whether it should actually uh, go ahead or not. And subsequently, uh, the bio bubble was breached and uh, the IPL uh, had to be suspended or rather postponed. Uh, so, well, with the Olympic Games, uh, I'll admit there was, wasn't a lot of focus until a fortnight ago. Right now, there is, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, news on the media, uh, on, uh, you know, on the sport, sports news uh, platforms as well about uh, the expectations, the Indians who've qualified, uh, who can expect a medal, a lot of uh, quizzes going on about Olympic history and, uh, you know, uh, who's, uh, where does India stand in terms of the overall medal tally, etc. And I think we're somewhere at 53rd 
so uh, yes, the interest is definitely building, and uh, I'm sure with a few days to go, sometime next week, uh, the interest will be pretty high and definitely would reach a fever pitch uh, by 2040. I'm quite sure. Well, that's really good to hear that the build that the um, build up is um, you know increasing and the support is increasing for the team and the interest is being generated because. This year is going to be a very different Olympics. I mean, um, usually at the Olympics, I know we don't send the bigger support group uh, supporting our teams, but we do have contingents there. But it's going to be very different playing all the sports without crowds. And team sports seems to be the one that has the biggest impact where there's not a crowd. Obviously, athletics, when it gets to the latter stages. Um, how do you see that um, panning out in terms of uh, the players' performance? Well, Bharat, uh, as far as the hockey teams are concerned, they have gotten used uh, to playing in empty stadiums. For example, the Pro League matches, uh, the Hockey Pro League uh, matches, which were held uh, earlier this year, were all played in empty stadiums. Uh, the Indians uh, played Argentina as well. Uh, they have got a bit of a taste as to how it is uh, to play in the empty stadiums. Uh, there are certain teams who like sticking to the game plan and play a very methodical game. Take, for example, Germany. There are teams uh, like India who like to play to the galleries, uh, who somehow get spurred on by the crowds uh, for better or worse. Uh, so I'm sure it will affect some teams uh, and hence the role of the support staff uh, the role of the coaches, etc., in sending the message across uh, that the teams have to stick to the game plan, to the team, not get too affected uh, by a you know lack of uh, the cheering, etc., uh, in the crowds. And as far as India are concerned, in any case, Graham Reed is a coach who doesn't like too much of. Uh, doesn't like something too spectacular, not too Bollywood, uh, as he puts it. Uh, he likes things done plain and simple. So I, I think he'll get the message across strong and clear to the boys the, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe just uh, forget the crowds and, and stick to the game plan. Uh, as far as the spectators are concerned, if you're watching on television as well, it's nice to see the crowds. It's, you know, if you're actually watching at home, uh, it's it's a wonderful experience watching those uh, crowds, etc. That's going to be missing as well. Uh, but hey, we've got to look at uh, you know the glass uh, half full rather than the glass half empty, which could have been the case at the Olympics not been held. So absolutely, yeah. Um, and um, in terms of the preparation for the men's and women's team, have you had any insights, anything coming out of the camps um, going well? Um, we will talk about the squad selection in a minute, but how are the preparations? Have you heard? The preparations are going on pretty well because, uh, well, we've had uh, press conferences with uh, with the coaches, uh, Graham Reed and uh, Shad Marine. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, with the men, it's... They've had tournaments. We played Argentina uh, in, in the Pro League, etc. But with the women, there has been a definite problem of lack of match practice. And that isn't just to do with the pandemic. Uh, it's because the Indian women are not part of the Hockey Pro League like the men are. 
and uh, so they haven't had a lot of hockey against the top teams, uh, while uh, their group rivals, uh, you know, have had the advantage of having played each other uh, a lot in the pro league. The Indian girls haven't. So that is something that is bothering uh, the think tank quite a bit. Now, I'm sure they've uh, done the groundwork uh, as far as, uh, you know, telling the girls uh, what to do in case uh, there hasn't been match practice, etc. Shard Marine, uh, the coach, has in fact requested the fans and media to keep the expectations low. But uh, I'm sure the girls are up for it as well. Oh, 100%. And like you said, you know, the progress they've made since Rio um, has, you know, been incredible. And um, it's just the lack of um, international game time, I suppose. Um, but, um, and quite rightly, you said at the start, you know, no team's going to take India lightly. Uh, that might have been the case um, six, seven years ago. So, um, in terms of, before, and I'm going to bring up the uh, two squads that have been selected. Um, one of the big changes is that it's a 16-man squad rather than an 18-man squad uh, for the Olympics. Uh, firstly, do you know the reason why? And secondly, how much of an impact? I know it's only two players, but still two players. Will that have on both the squads? Okay, Bharat, now uh, there has been a, a change, a very recent change. Uh, the, the uh, Olympics Association has now amended the rules. Now, firstly, let's go back in history. Now, unlike the World Cup and other tournaments which uh, allow 18 players to be selected, the Olympics did allow only 16. However, uh, and this is a change which has happened over the last week, uh, the rules have now been amended. So 18 players will, in fact, uh, make it to... Uh, the, the team, this is uh, apart from the reserves. All right. uh, so, uh, yes, so this is something that's uh, actually happened over the last week, uh, which uh, will, uh, you know, it's it's for football as well as hockey. Uh, and uh, so the Internet, uh, Olympics Associ Association has actually amended the rules. So there will be 18 uh, in, in the squad and not 16. Uh, for example, uh, uh, Varun Kumar will now make it uh, into the team. Uh, as far as the goalkeepers are concerned, however, there will continue to be only one uh, goalkeeper, uh, but there will be 18 in the squad and not 16. Uh, so uh, that that's a change, a very recent change uh, introduced by the IOA. Okay, and we'll talk a bit, bit. I wasn't aware of that. We'll talk about that a bit more. But um, I've just brought up the um, the Indian women's team. Uh, when it was uh, 16th that was picked and um, I just quickly I mean I don't need to run people can see it but we've got Sarita in gold and Deep Grace, Nikki, Gurjit, Udita as the defenders, Nisha, Neha, Sushila, Monica, Novjot and Salima as the midfielders and then we've got five forwards in Rani, Navneet, Lero, Shiyama, Vandana and Sharmila. Um, any surprises for you in the Indian women's team? Well, uh, a couple of surprises, uh, Bharat. Uh, Sushila Janu, uh, a very senior uh, midfielder, wasn't actually picked uh, for uh, the World Cup, for the Women's World Cup in 2018. Uh, she wasn't picked for the Asian Games as well. And uh, she makes her way back into the team now, which uh, is a good thing. Uh, the other big surprise, and uh, I've actually spoken to the coach about this, is uh, Sharmila being uh, uh, on the verge of becoming an Olympian. She's just 19. 
She uh -huh. has uh, just nine international caps uh, behind there, and here she is. And when I spoke to Shad Marain uh, and asked him uh, why, he says uh, she's someone who is fearless. Uh, she can surprise the opposition, and uh, she's going to be India's uh, surprise package at the Olympics or a surprise weapon. Uh, I think the forward line is already uh, pretty potent with Rani uh, Vandana, uh, Navneet, and uh, Lagram Syami, of course, is, is uh, the live wire. And now we have uh, Sharmila as well, uh, who actually scored a goal in that crucial uh, match against the USA in the Olympic qualifiers. Uh, it was, uh, you know, an absolute opportunistic goal. So I'm, I'm sure she has what it takes and a lot of teams uh, could well be surprised uh, with her inclusion. Uh, so I would say a couple of surprises. Yes, Sushila Chanu and uh, Sharmila. And just, um, uh, I believe I was reading a little bit about Savita. She seems to be in the same mold as Sri Jess, if you can say even as such a thing, but um, a standout goalkeeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, uh, Savita is, is one of those goalkeepers uh, who uh, has, I, I don't think there's any uh, women's, Indian woman's goalkeeper who comes even close. Uh, she's been that consistent uh, over the years and consistency has been her forte. It's not that, you know, in one match uh, she's there and the next match she isn't that good. Uh, when she's in the team, you can be sure that, uh, you know, we aren't going to concede any goals. I can think of only just one match. There's just one match in which the Indians, uh, you know, have conceded a lot of goals. And that was in the Commonwealth Games uh, uh, against uh, England. Uh, we actually uh, won the first match, which was a surprise, and then went on to lose 6-1. Uh, uh, in the second game, uh, also because uh, we conceded a few goals uh, in the beginning and the girls went on an attacking mode and conceded a lot of goals and Savita was pretty upset in that match. That match apart, uh, she's been outstanding uh, for the last uh, three, three and a half years. And, uh, uh, and apart from that, uh, since I just mentioned Sharmila, I did an interview with uh, Sharmila a couple of days ago. And I asked her which player, which which senior player in the side has helped you the most. And uh, this is a question we ask a lot of young players. Not many, uh, most of them just give a, you know an answer saying a lot of them, etc. But uh, Sharmila actually said Savita, you know, without a trace of uh, hesitation. She said Savita's been the one who's been by my side uh, through thick and thin. She's been the one who's actually. Uh, mentored me and helped me in so many different ways. Uh, so I think she brings a lot to the team apart from just her goalkeeping. And absolutely, she's uh, great leadership skills as well. And um, before I bring up the uh, men's team, and I just want we're talking about goalkeepers. And um, obviously, I know you said that there's one allowed, but the team can, in theory, pick two goalkeepers. Um, I know there's yes. a reserve goalkeeper, but... Um, is there any issues around picking one keeper? Because potentially, um, certainly for the men's and hopefully for the women's, uh, they'll have more than five games. Um, some of them are back-to-back. -back. Any issues around or any concerns around that for you? Well, Bharat, uh, although no names have been taken, uh, uh, I'm sure and I have heard that there are a couple of players or at least one who 
is actually being trained to be a goalkeeper in case of any major injuries that particular player will then uh, take on the role of a goalkeeper i'm sure there, there's been one or two being trained for it however no names have been taken even though a Graham Reed was asked that particular question during the press conference uh, that said i'm sure that will be an issue uh, apart from the fact that uh, over the last three years, uh, if, uh, you know, international hockey, uh, wherever, no matter which tournament, uh, we haven't had a single case where a goalkeeper has actually stood the entire 60 minutes. Uh, ever since Australia came out with the innovation of having a couple of goalkeepers, every team followed suit. And so you had Swedish doing 15 minutes and then Christian Partick doing 15 and then every quarter, etc. So uh, now you, for the first, uh, after I would say four, four or five years, you now have a goalkeeper who will be, uh, you know, there for 60 minutes. And uh, I think, well, no matter how much you train someone, you can't train that person to be uh, as good as a regular goalkeeper. I think that goes without saying. Uh, so I think we just need to hope for the best and hope that uh, in this case Swedish uh, can pull through. Uh, his He has been through a, a bad injury. That was a couple of years ago. He's recovered well. And uh, when asked about, uh, you know, uh, what the possibilities were with regard to an injury to a goalkeeper, Graham Reed uh, just said that Swedish would have to be very seriously injured if... Uh, we actually were to think of replacing him, etc. And uh, I'm not sure they're actually dwelling on that possibility right now. Uh, it would be uh, somewhere at the back of their minds, I guess. But uh, I just wish it doesn't happen uh, because it could be disastrous. Yeah. I'm not sure any goalkeeper, however well uh, he's trained, can actually uh, match up to international standards because that's not what his uh, primary role uh, is. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just brought up um, on screen the selection that was originally made. And you could add to that in terms of the change this week, uh, the players that were changed. Um, you will know these players, you know, very well. And you know the squad. Um, any surprises for you? I mean, who are the two players that have been added to make up the 18 now? Well, Bharat, it's been a, a really uh, a very recent change. Uh, I'm just waiting for the official uh, notification. I'm not sure it's come through yet, uh, but what I do know at the moment is that 18 will actually make it. I'm not sure if the two names have actually been released. Uh, wow. I One of them would be Varun Kumar, I'm quite certain. I'm not sure who the second is for the men, uh, as well as the names uh, for the women. Uh, for the woman, I'm sorry, there is one name uh, who I do know, uh, and uh, that is Rina Coker. Okay. She is a defender, an attacking defender. Rina uh, will be uh, making it to Tokyo. I'm not sure who the other is. Well, this might answer a question because, um, you know, we've got a um, really experienced and formidable backline, uh, but there was a, from reading, the comments once the squad was announced and uh, some of the articles, there was a few surprises in, and the name that keeps being mentioned, there was a couple others, but one name that keeps being mentioned, mentioned in terms of why he's not in the squad is uh, Akashdeep. Was that a surprise for you? A uh, really big surprise, uh, Graham, and uh, 
you said there were, uh, there were no surprises in the women's team and the men's team. Uh, I would say uh, some really, really big surprises. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure whether to call it a surprise or a shock, uh, but I think it goes with Graham Reed's philosophy. Uh, he was asked about uh, Akash Deep. Uh, the other two uh, surprises being S.V. Sunil uh, is not part of the side, pretty experienced striker, Ramandeep Singh not part of the striker. Now, uh, if you go back to the World Cup, Bharat, uh, uh, just before uh, the World Cup, when the squad was announced again, uh, it was a very young team which was picked at the very last uh, minute. And uh, again, when the team lost to the Netherlands in the quarterfinals, uh, what was said post that was that the team lacked experience. Mm. Uh, and the team could have done with a bit more experience and here we are uh, with exactly the same thing happening uh, before the Olympic Games. Uh, now as far as Akash Deep's selection is concerned, the coach uh, didn't say too much uh, about uh, Akash Deep uh, individually but when pressed, well he did say that the players who have been selected are team players they're ones who like playing for the team. So uh, if you if you read into that, uh, Akash Deep is a very flamboyant player. He's got brilliant, outrageous skills. Uh, but maybe, uh, just maybe in Graham Reed's uh, uh, view, he isn't, uh, uh, you know, he isn't enough of a, a, a team player. Uh, individual brilliance is something which uh, Graham Reed isn't too uh, fond of. Uh, as far as S.P. Sunil and Ramandeep is concerned, uh, this is what the coach had to say, uh, and I quote, he said, from where I come from, uh, you know, the exuberance of youth and freshness uh, is something we value a lot. And if you read into that, perhaps that's what uh, he's probably referring to, S.P. Sunil and uh, Ramandeep Singh. Uh, so, I don't know. It's uh, it looks to be a, a pretty good team, but is it experienced enough uh, to take on the best teams uh, in the world? Uh, I'm really not sure. We could have done with a little more experience. Um, so, you know, uh, actually, Graham Reed was asked a question in the press conference saying that the Indians had struggled in the World Cup because of a young team. And Reed's response was that I don't think that's correct at all because I was on the Netherlands bench, uh, the assistant coach of the Netherlands during the World Cup, and I think they did pretty well to lose 1-2 in front of a massive crowd. Uh, so uh, if, if Graham Reed is is saying the right thing, then Harindra Singh shouldn't have gone. I mean, I'm just making a, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, reading, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's disappointing. I'm not sure if there's more to it than meets the eye. Uh, I'm not sure because exactly the same thing happened before the World Cup. Uh, exactly the same thing happens before the Olympics. And, you know, do we have uh, the best team possible in terms of fitness? And if that isn't the case, why don't they tell us that, okay, uh, this particular player isn't fit or isn't, is, is out of form. There are no reasons given. So, uh, 
it's you never really uh, with with uh, hockey india you never really know what's uh, you, know, you know what's happening because they refuse to talk about individual players etc yeah it's unfortunate i mean we hear about the uh, behind the scenes politics and what have you that goes on in, in indian sports but you think a foreign coach might not be would be tough enough not to be influenced by that but uh, you know they talk about uh, having that experience and uh, knowing the players around you certainly in defense but surely that applies to the forwards and losing two people who've got vast experience especially in the olympics because that is a different would you agree this is a different tournament to any other tournament that hockey players play absolutely but absolutely and that is one of the prime reasons why no particular team has dominated the olympics uh, because every team uh, comes up with something new. The, the, you know, even the minnows have something up their sleeves, which they save just for the Olympic Games. You can't take any team lightly. Uh, if, you, if you look back at the teams that have uh, made it to the podium or the teams that have won gold, there's been no team uh, in modern Olympic history that's actually dominated the Olympics. Uh, the best team in the world, the most successful team in the world, Australia, have won just one gold. And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, uh, there are a lot of teams who've, who India have actually done well against in the Pro League who have come up with something new, uh, something they've saved up just for the Olympics in terms of the short corner conversions, in terms of strategy, etc. So... Uh, the Olympics are a different ball game. Also, as far as the strikers are concerned, uh, the cohesion uh, and the understanding between the strikers is something that's really important. Uh, it was debated hotly during the Commonwealth Games whether the Indian strikers had the understanding. And I spoke to several players post that, including Ramandeep Singh uh, and S.P. Sunil, who've told me several times that uh, in the entire core group, they are the ones who, you know, combine the best, Akash Deep, S.P. Sunil, Ramandeep, and uh, Mandeep and Lalit. So, I'm, I'm not so sure if, uh, you know, skill is one thing. I'm sure the ones who've made it do have the skill, and uh, I'm not contesting that at all, but have they played enough international hockey together as a unit? Mm. Uh, to have uh, the level of understanding up front, uh, which you meet against the best teams, I'm not so sure. And in terms of the, pl I mean, we'll see if um, Akash Deep or uh, SV Sunil, just to name two, get into the extra two places. Uh, will that sort of cheer the fans, as it were, and give us a bit more confidence? Uh, I'm quite certain that that wouldn't be the case. Uh, really? Because. Uh, Yes, uh, because S.B. Sunil uh, hasn't been in favour with uh, with the management of the selectors or, or whoever, you know, the, the people who in the know, uh, because he hasn't been, he's been in and out of the team for, for quite some time now. In fact, uh, even he, he was actually sidelined a couple of years ago. Uh, he wasn't picked for the Pro League matches against Argentina. He wasn't picked for the tour matches uh, when the team went uh, to Europe as well. So uh, one isn't quite certain uh, why that is the case. But S.V. Sunil is definitely, I would say he's definitely not in the running uh, to find a spot. Uh, as far as Akash Deep is concerned, well, uh, one does hope 
he does he makes it but my gut feeling is uh, it's a definite no well okay we'll see what happens with that and uh, big calls from the coach and the selection team um, just as a side, I just thought of that. Who does pick the squad? Is it like cricket? Is it a committee or is it pretty much down to the coach and his staff? Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, the coach actually, uh, this is to the best of my knowledge. And again, it, uh, I'm, I'm not sure there's a lot of uh, transparency on how exactly this happens. Uh, but it did come to the fore during the World Cup selections when there was a lot of controversy. Uh, and Harindra Singh said after the World Cup that he didn't get the team he wanted. Uh, and by that, what, what did he mean by that? It just meant someone else was doing the selection. So they do have a panel of selectors and they do have an overseer as well uh, from the government. And all this came to the fore because of the, con uh, the, the controversy uh, which happened uh, during the 2018 uh, World Cup and post that. Uh, so it's the selection committee that, uh, you know, has the final say. Uh, and uh, I was actually speaking with one of uh, uh, an old Olympian, uh, Joachim Cavallo, and he told me as well that uh, it's, it's the selectors who have the final say, but they have no accountability uh, whatsoever. So uh, I, I'm sure that's uh, ideally not, not how it's, it's supposed to be, because I'm sure the coach should be given a free hand. That is, I mean, obviously and absolutely uh, uh, not the case uh, as far as uh, Indian hockey is concerned, even now uh, with Hockey India and a lot of changes that have happened uh, over the pre uh, past few years. But, uh, you know, every time there's a tournament where th there was a controversy during the Commonwealth Games as well about the squad that was picked, uh, there was a controversy uh, before the World Cup and post the World Cup and now as well, I'm not certain it, it's, it's the best team that's been picked, so that's I'm really, sure. Uh, really sad to hear, uh, but not surprising, unfortunately, when it comes to um, Indian teams uh, here in so many different sports. Uh, but uh, we have got um, a squad of 16, potentially 18, that so we've got a back 100% that's been selected. Uh, the men in blue will be re representing the nation. And I suppose it tells you the stature of Manpreet uh, and his leadership that he's been selected as, uh, I mean, it is a great honour, let's face it, to be one of the flag carriers at the ceremony. Um, is there anything that you can add to that's been said about Manpreet as a leader, as a player, as the linchpin of that midfield? You know, uh, a lot of people don't understand uh, what the role of a captain is in hockey, uh, let's say, as opposed to cricket, where a captain has... Uh, you know, a captain is someone uh, ha has very, really important role uh, to play. Now, for example, uh, Manpreet is someone who has the capacity to change the game. He can actually, uh, you know, uh, alter the course of a match single-handedly. Now, we saw that pretty recently as well. We've seen that a number of times we saw that pretty recently in the pro league match against uh, argentina in which at the very last minute yeah. single-handedly it was a heroic effort where he actually made his and earned the penalty corner uh, which was converted uh, and uh, you know it is often said that india is a team which concedes at the death yeah. uh, but you know uh, 
uh, Manpreet uh, actually did something which uh, showed hockey fans around the world that India can score at the death as well. And uh, this was purely, I would say, an individual effort. It was, it was something where it, it's not just skill. You just need to put everything you have uh, at the last minute. And uh, Manpreet actually did that in, in the World Cup as well. Uh, in the World Cup quarterfinals against Holland at the very last minute, uh, he actually ran, uh, I would say, 20, 30 yards. Uh, it was a heroic run. Uh, and we almost earned a penalty corner, but uh, and that was a bit controversial as well. And that's what ended up in Harinder Singh losing his school. So uh, Manpreet is uh, someone who is extremely inspirational as a captain. You actually have uh, to just look at, uh, have a look at his face when the national anthem is being uh, played. It's each and every time you have see the passion there. And uh, I think uh, he's uh, the best captain we can possibly have. And of course, he has the experience behind him uh, of being an Olympian as well. So uh, a great asset uh, to the side goes without saying. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the reasons he's been recognised to be the flag carrier, um, bearer, um, which is a great honour, like I said. Um, in terms of um, the formations, and this is again, just going back to my football analogy, and we're used to having formations where you know you know the team plays a 5-3, whatever, 2, whatever, 4-2-4. Uh, um, in hockey, it's been mentioned that the Indian team prefer 4-3-3. Did I read that wrong or how do you see the formations? I know it's very fluid, the game itself. Well, in the old days, uh, if I can you know, actually make a comparison, uh, in the old days, India used to play something called the pyramid uh, formation uh, where you had five forwards. Uh, that was a really attacking uh, line with five, uh, five forwards uh, and uh, three midfielders two defenders and uh, that has now changed uh, considerably. In fact, the Australians uh, also are used uh, to play the pyramid formation. It's not something you can continue to do now because the game is pretty fast with a lot of counter attacks. So, uh, you know, when you have just two people at the back, it's, it puts a lot of pressure on them. Uh, so you, you have now a formation where you have uh, four forwards but, uh, you know, this is something which uh, the rest of the hockey world has picked up from European teams like Germany and uh, uh, Holland. And uh, this is the concept of total hockey, which we didn't see a lot before. Now you actually can see the strikers who come up for a counter-attack and a minute or two later, they are at the other end of the field uh, doing uh, the, the defensive work. and. Uh, Bharat, I'd just like to go back to the point which you mentioned about the squad, something important. And this is what Graham Reed said as well. He said, we've selected players who can actually play uh, across different lines, uh, meaning that if a particular player was to be injured for a particular match, but not injured enough, so you'd actually have to call a reserve. So, you know, you would continue with the same 16 or the same 18, we have selected players who can play different roles. For example, players who a defender who can actually attack 
or a striker who can actually uh, you know defend so in case let's say a player gets injured a match or two into the olympics it wouldn't be disastrous because you then would have players who are adept at playing different roles rather than the ones according to him who have been kept out are ones uh, who wouldn't be able to fit into different roles so this is a point uh, that he made and i think that's uh, quite an important one as well uh, because you know it can be disastrous if, if for example on, on you know in, within the first couple of matches you had one or two injuries and then you have uh, uh, you know players who are not being able to uh, fill up in defense or uh, midfield it would could uh, lead to uh, a lot of uh, you know could be disaster so i think that's something that's really important and uh, with the concept of total hockey as you said it's pretty fluid but we have now four forwards and uh the midfield uh, you have three right now and a, a pretty strong defense as well uh in fact uh, both in the men's and women's team i think we have uh, one of the best uh defenses mm. uh, in the world uh, i'm just mentioning that because we didn't in the past uh and so as far as the defense is concerned i think uh, we're pretty good and um do you see a lot of uh, you see i mean indian can play more than uh, a lot of the viewers and listeners uh, do you see that total hockey well uh i do as far as uh, the indians are concerned in stark contrast to let's say four to five years ago and uh the players have to be a lot quicker they have to be a lot fitter and there is a lot of off the ball play as well in the sense that uh, also hockey is a game where it's not always what you do when you have the ball but it's the way you position yourself when you do not have the ball and uh, you know take up positions and uh, do your pressing etc so that is uh, very important as well i think now if if you have a look at the way the indians do their running on the field i think that's phenomenal and uh, it's it is an established fact now that the indian men are one of the most fittest teams in the world and uh, i think that is pretty evident in the manner in which they can switch from offense to defense and you have the defenders like uh, harmanpreet etc coming forward uh, pretty often and uh, taking the attack to the opposition so which uh, when you have that kind of a formation it makes it very difficult for opposition teams uh to you know uh, set out a strategy for you on the eve of a match and uh i think in the indians have uh, transformed the way they play over the last few years uh, which i think is is pretty amazing and the fitness obviously is something that's going to be crucial when you're playing uh number of games that they are in um the tournament and uh, we said that the uh, the olympics is a very different sort of a tournament to the other world cups 
Um, but it, it is being recognised that the fitness levels of both the men's and the women's team has uh, risen. Is that down to the influence of the foreign staff? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, uh, the players uh, have said as much. Uh, it's definitely been influenced uh, by the foreign staff, especially as far as the Indian girls uh, were concerned. Uh, you, you have a lot of the same players uh, who were in Rio, the senior players, etc. Uh, but the players uh, have really improved uh, their fitness uh, with Wayne Lombard uh, coming in from uh, South Africa. He's worked really hard with the girls uh, in terms of their strength, uh, in terms of their fitness. And uh, it, 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 it is actually a daily routine. Uh, you know, the, the kind of attention which each and every player uh, receives uh, from the support staff that I think has actually changed the women's game. The skill was there before, the skill continues to be there, but the fitness levels, the strength, stamina and fitness. And uh, I think from the women's team, uh, the one responsible is Wayne Lombard. I'm not sure he gets uh, enough credit for it. In fact, he isn't spoken about much, but he's done a phenomenal job and one who's uh, just got to speak to uh, any of the girls and they'll, uh, you know, tell you in, in great detail as to uh, the, the kind of work uh, he's been doing. So definitely uh, the foreign support staff uh, have played uh, a great role. Uh, and uh, of course, not to mention the players who worked hard themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just moving uh, into... Um... The formation, and you mentioned that it's going. It'll most likely be a three-three-four, uh, but the fluidity that you mentioned and the total hockey that hopefully we'll see. Um, any names and names that will be the first eleven that start? And I know you mentioned in the previous that you know these with the rotation there'll be players coming in and out. But if there's a formation that you want, whether it's to get a win at the end of a game or you know start with a few goals at the start. Do you have one in mind with the players that's been selected? Absolutely, uh, Bharat, because uh, as far as uh, I'm going to start up front rather than at the back, uh, because each of the strikers has a, 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 a particular strength and Lalit is someone who can make these darting runs uh, and actually is, is, is pretty good with uh, surprising the defenders uh, with his skill. I would definitely have Lalit. Mandeep is the one who does the poaching role pretty well. He's the one who can get into the D uh, at the right time and be, you know, there are those players who are, I'm, I'm not sure how, it's it's maybe an inborn gift uh, to make yourself available at the right place at the right time. And uh, Mandeep is uh, just the man uh, for that uh, uh you know, particular role. Uh, although he's been out of form, he hasn't scored much recently, but I'm sure on the big stage, uh, he'll do pretty well. Uh, then, of course, uh, you have uh, young Shamshir, uh, pretty phenomenal, uh, and Guljan Singh, who's proven himself uh, many times in the past uh, with his uh, speed and skill. Uh, I'd have... Uh, my forward line uh, would be definitely these uh, uh, three, uh, th these four in the midfield. You cannot, uh, you know, 
uh, think of an Indian midfield without Manpreet Singh. Young Vivek Sagar has progressed extremely well. In fact, uh, he missed uh, the World Cup because Harinder Singh said that uh, he doesn't actually attack enough. I think since then, uh, he's been doing pretty well uh, with his uh, attacking as well. And uh, you have uh, Neelakanta Sharma. I think he's been very, very uh, calm and solid in midfield. At the back, you have loads of experience. You have Virendra Lakra, uh, cool as ever, really experienced uh, uh, defender. You have uh, the redoubtable Harmanpreet Singh. And uh, again, Harmanpreet uh, brings a lot to the team apart from his defensive skills. He's an outstanding defender, but uh, you know, many a time we see him actually uh, make these uh, forays uh, and uh, get into attacking roles. He's someone who feeds uh, the strikers uh, pretty well. Uh, I think he'll be uh, in uh, my uh, lineup uh, for sure. And I would like to see Varun Kumar as well, although Varun wasn't picked for the first 16. Uh, I'm quite sure he'll make it into the 18. And because Varun is a player who's extremely consistent, uh, right from 2017 up to the end of 2018, he's played every single tournament uh, that India had. India had a very busy season uh, in 2017 and up, up until the end of 2018. And uh, to actually make it into every squad uh, without being injured and do pretty well was a phenomenal uh, achievement. So I'd like to see Varun uh, start up for India. While you were uh, giving us that lineup, I brought up a little formation um, interactive uh, board, uh, putting your team in uh, as best as you described it with Mandeep Shamshel, Lalit, and Gurjant at the front, Vivek Manpreet and Sharma um, in the midfield, Varun, Harmanpreet, and Lakra at the back. Um, and obviously, there's no question about Shrijesh. Uh, but in terms of um, who would be penalty corners are going to be crucial in this. Um, tournament. Rupin um, Dapal is one of those that seems to uh, be an option. Who would be the options in your team? Well, definitely. Harman Preet uh, to start with, definitely. Uh, because, you know, uh, when Rupin Dapal Singh was brought back into the side, it was a comeback. Actually, Rupin uh, hadn't been doing uh, pretty well uh, in uh, 2018. He was, uh, you know, he was dropped. Uh, just after the, the, the Commonwealth Games. Uh, but after that, he's really stuck to the job and uh, without the glare of the cameras and without the pressure of actually playing the games, he's actually gone through his routines and done well uh, to come back. He did well in the Pro League, uh, which actually makes it tough uh, for the rival teams because now you have Harman Preet, uh, who is one of the best you also have uh, Rupinder, and also you have Varun Kumar, and uh, I'm not sure if uh, any of the other sides have, uh, you know, a, a, a three-man uh, a PC battery uh, who are, you know, on in form and uh, at their best. I think uh, the Indians, as far as the PCs are concerned, are. Uh, on top of their game. That said, Bharat, converting PCs hasn't been easy off late for any team. 
uh, for example, and the best example I can give you is that in 2016, Argentina won the gold uh, purely on the strength of their PCs and purely uh, by the way Gonzalo Pia converted those PCs. It was almost as if one man and, uh, you know, through the shot corner department won uh, an Olympic gold for a team. However, since then, uh, we've seen it in numerous tournaments. We've seen it in the Commonwealth Games in Breda where no team could actually convert the PCs. It was said then that uh, the pitch was too dry. The pitch had to be watered, etc. We saw it again in the World Cup. The teams were struggling with PCs uh, and a lot of coaches have actually mentioned that uh, the change in rules which allow the rushers uh, to come out uh, you know, and attack uh, uh, the, short corner, uh, the short corner takers uh, and the way they do it now, they've become uh, a lot more daring uh, because the rules allow it and it's become a, a lot more difficult to convert the PCs. So we do have the personnel, uh, but then uh, I'm not sure if PCs themselves uh, will actually convert to goals as, as much as it did in the past. It's not just for India though. But it is a big element of it, isn't it? Um, in terms of, um giving an advantage when you know, I mean, you can name the, uh, well, you can, not me, but in terms of the uh, PC uh, specialists that other teams have had, that as soon as you know there's a penalty corner, you're pretty much guaranteed a goal. So you're saying the game has evolved a little bit since then. Absolutely, because, you know, Australia had Chris Siriello and uh, Chris Siriello was uh, one person who, uh, you know, who transformed uh, uh, I would say post 2010, he was one of the most phenomenal uh, penalty corner specialists, and he was someone who actually could score these big hat tricks in the big finals. For example, he did it against India in the finals of the Commonwealth Games, and on even bigger stage, he did it against the Netherlands uh, in the final of the in the final of the World Cup. So. Uh, you know, when you have a player like Chris Siriello, uh, you know, actually stride up uh, to take that PC, uh, you know, the fans know and the opposition team uh, know that, you know, this is, there's a 50% chance that that particular shot corner is going into the net. Mm. But uh, right now, and the Netherlands had uh, Van uh, Van der Weeden. Uh, I'm not sure that's uh, that is the case anymore. Uh, PCs aren't as lucrative, I would say, as they were before. Uh, I think uh, there has been a balancing act done as far as the rules are concerned to uh, limit uh, how much you can actually do with the PC. That's also got to do with uh, the way the rushes uh, have actually managed. Uh, to increase the bravado factor because it can be risky if, if you actually look at the way uh, they rush forward. Yeah. I uh, don't know how they're brave enough to do it sometimes. Absolutely. In fact, I was speaking to Amit Rohidas uh, once and he does it pretty often for India and I asked him, how do you do it? 
And he says, yes, it does hurt. Of course it hurts. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, he's, he actually told me that he takes the blows on his arms, etc. And you've got to go and, uh, you know, lie down with the ice packs, yeah. etc. to uh, get rid of the pain. Uh, so I'm not sure if uh, people had, could actually envisage uh, that this could be done and knowing that this now can be done perhaps the rules uh, will uh, be altered again to balance the scales but as far as uh, the Olympics are concerned going to the Olympics uh, I'm not sure PCs will play as big a role as they did in Rio um, I'm, I'm certain of that because uh, short corners actually won a team in Olympic gold so I'm not sure it's going to be uh, that's going to be the case uh, this time around. And in a way, that helps our team because you know we're more um, open play goals. Uh, we we weren't renowned for the PCs, but uh, absolutely. Um, also, maybe I know they were. Uh, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because even with all the protection, to run up against a ball that's going to be fired at God knows what speed at close range, it takes some bravery. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, just moving to uh, the schedule, and we'll start with the women. I mean, you couldn't get it tougher uh, for the women in terms of the first uh, few games. They've got Holland, Germany and Britain um, as their first three games. Um, would you be looking for India to finish third, ideally? Obviously, we want force to move to the next stage, but then you know you're going to meet one of the top seeds, possibly or most likely in the next uh, in the knockout stages are we looking at third and how do you see that group uh, developing well Bharat, i would uh, you know uh, i wouldn't take uh, the names of netherlands germany and great britain together i would just say netherlands uh, to start with because netherlands have been just phenomenal over the years uh, no team has dominated women's hockey uh, the way the dutch have done ever since uh, max caldas uh, took over the team and uh, well the first match is against uh, the Netherlands however the girls now know that's coming because the Olympics has been postponed and we actually been talking about this uh, for quite some time now uh, I think uh, you know if the girls do uh, begin well against Netherlands and uh, I, I would say uh, keep the, the margin down uh, not lose by too many goals I think that should be a, a pretty good uh, start uh, to the Olympics not expecting uh, too much uh, because we haven't played the Netherlands uh, as well uh, for a while as far as Germany and Great Britain are concerned Germany is a pretty strong side as well uh, the Indians uh, the girls didn't do too well against Germany but apart from these two teams, uh, I think we can do well against the others. For Great Britain, for example, I think we've done extremely well against Great Britain. Uh, we did pretty well in the Women's World Cup. Uh, you know, the opener of the Women's World Cup in London in 2018, and we were playing, the Indian girls were playing uh, England and in, in the host nation uh, with all the support uh, and uh, we almost uh, beat England, uh, the match was drawn, uh, but I think we did pretty well. So Great Britain haven't been doing that well off late. So, well, it's a case where apart from Netherlands and Germany, 
Uh, I think the Indians will need to win all their matches. If we can somehow make that, I would say, a Herculean effort to somehow uh, split points uh, with Germany, that would be uh, an added advantage. However, uh, you know, don't forget that uh, Ireland, uh, when Ireland went into the Women's World Cup in 2018, uh, there were not many who'd expected the Irish girls uh, to make it to the finals. Uh, in fact, uh, Ireland were not a fancy side at all, uh, and they made it to the finals of the Women's uh, World Cup. So, uh, I think uh, the Indians have a pretty good chance because as far as women's hockey is concerned, Ireland have shown that uh, it can be pretty open. The Indians have done well against Ireland as well uh, in their practice matches, uh, which they had in Spain. So uh, I think as far as uh, the, the capability to win is concerned, the Indian girls do have it in them. What's been lacking is the match practice, and uh, we haven't had any match practice against the top teams, especially in a very competitive, uh, you know, environment. How much that will affect the team remains to be seen. Uh, a quarterfinal is very much on the cards, I would say, and uh, I think think tank is. Uh, you know, we'll look at the positive side uh, to say that we wouldn't meet Netherlands in the quarterfinals because Netherlands mm. is in the same group. So if we do make it to the knockouts, uh, you know, I think uh, whoever we, we meet from the other end, we've done again well against Australia in the Commonwealth Games. Uh, we almost beat Australia in the Commonwealth Games. We did pretty well. Uh, so, you know, you can fancy your chances uh, from then on, uh, needless to say, the task is uh, difficult. A hundred percent. Yeah, like uh, like you said, you know, especially with the lack of uh, international game time. Uh, but from what you're saying, I don't know if you agree with me, a third place would be incredible in that group. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Moving into the knockout stages, we'll probably play either, I mean, the, the other group has got um, Argentina, Australia, China, Japan, New Zealand and Spain. And from your from what you're saying, apart from Argentina, we'll probably be first or second in that group. We've got really nothing to fear as such. If we were to face one of the other teams in the uh, uh, quarterfinals, absolutely. I think we've got nothing to fear, and I think the pressure will be on the other team because uh, they know that they'll be up against a very good side. Uh, uh, the expectations uh, to win. Uh, will be on them, not on the Indians. It was the same at the World Cup. And I think uh, if we actually make it into the knockouts, uh, we can surprise uh, quite a few teams uh, at the Olympics. But uh, of course, the big challenge is actually making it mm. to the quarterfinals, uh, given uh, that the group is uh, quite tough. Yeah, absolutely. But um, real hopes that you've given us there. and. Uh... I know uh, you said, you know, let's keep the expectations uh, low, but uh, there's a, quite a bit of uh, hope there as well. So that's really good to hear. Um, I've just brought up the uh, the men's schedule. And uh, one of the things that's been held against the national team is that they're slow starters in tournaments. Uh, do you think that's fair? 
and how do you see? Because our first two games, so you think, you know, uh, we've got um, New Zealand first. Uh, unless from the outset, say, there's no easy game in hockey, really. Uh, we've got New Zealand first and then Australia. Um, we should be picking up points from both, would you say? But uh, that first point about slow starters. Absolutely. About the first game has always been tricky. Uh, it began, uh, you know, from recent memory. I can tell you the game against Pakistan in the Commonwealth Games, where we were leading 2-1 until uh, the very last minute. And Pakistan equalized uh, from a penalty corner. And we went on to uh, do pretty badly in the Commonwealth Games. What the coach then had to say was that it was the first game that, uh, you know, changed everything. So the first game can be tricky. And apart from uh, what you said, uh, I think it's the two back-to-back -back games against New Zealand and Australia, uh, which uh, will be tough. Uh, apart from uh, the weather factor, because Tokyo will be warm. Now, of course, it is warm in India as well. Uh, but it will be a test uh, of, of fitness. Uh, I feel the first two games uh, will be extremely crucial. If we have a bad day at the office in the first two games, I think it's going to be pretty tough. But if we do well uh, in the first two games, uh, we are pretty much, uh, that's, I would say that's half the job uh, done. We do have back-to-back -back games against Argentina and Spain as well, but I wouldn't say that uh, that would be as tough, uh, especially since New Zealand have been a tricky side. New Zealand are one of those teams uh, who, well, obviously they're not ranked as high as India, but they've surprised the best teams from time to time, and they do it at crucial junctures. Mm. Uh, they did it to India in the Commonwealth Games mm. after having lost to India in the Four Nations, uh, etc., which weren't tournaments as uh, important as the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I think New Zealand will be pretty tri uh, tricky uh, up front. As far as Australia are concerned, uh, Bharat, uh, an India-Australia match, uh, whenever India played Australia, I would say up until 2016, uh, no one would be surprised as to who the favourites were. Hmm. And that would always be Australia. In fact, yeah. Australia would be the favourites against pretty much any side. But uh, since 2016, I think that has changed. We've got closer and closer to Australia, so much so that the... Uh, you know, the Australians haven't beaten India comprehensively uh, in in a single match uh, since, uh, you know, 2017-2016. So, uh, that's a match which can go either way. And uh, also, from a fan point of view, I think that will be a, a match to watch out for if you're a hockey fan uh, on the 25th. I think that's Sunday and that will be a, a super Sunday for hockey with India-Australia. Uh, as far as uh, you know, the result from that particular match, we sim we need a full points against New Zealand. That goes without saying. Uh, against Australia, I would say a draw would be uh, pretty good if we can uh, win. That would be uh, an absolute bonus. In fact, if we won the first two matches, I would say we're halfway there. So uh, you know, the pressure wouldn't be as much in the Argentina and Spain matches. Would you hold any um, thoughts to, you know, we took part in the test event last year in Tokyo and um, although we didn't have the best first games against New, Ze New Zealand, we beat them quite comfortably 5-0 in the final. 
Um, do you hold or does everything go out of the window when you're playing any team in the Olympics? Well, Bharat, uh, as far as New Zealand are concerned, we win one and lose one, and that's been happening for quite a while. Uh, we actually did lose to New Zealand as well in, in the, the Tokyo Test event, and then in the finals, of course, we did beat them comprehensively. But if you actually go back, uh, you know, uh, in the beginning of 2018, uh, we were playing a tournament uh, against uh, Belgium and New Zealand. It was uh, a 14 tournament. Uh, we beat New Zealand comprehensively in that particular tournament. When the boys went on to play New Zealand in the semi-finals uh, of the Commonwealth Games, a lot of players uh, told me post uh, the loss that uh, they were pretty confident that they would actually win that game, given the previous uh, history of playing New Zealand. Uh, we didn't. And, uh, you know, there was a lot that happened post the Commonwealth Games with the change of coaches, etc. And it was all due to that one particular match against uh, New Zealand. Uh, so I wouldn't put... Uh, you know, actually uh, too much into the win in the Tokyo Test event because I don't feel that was a major tournament. Uh, you know, New Zealand have actually played Australia in the trans uh, in, in, in the Pro League uh, recently. And uh, I think uh, the Indians uh, would uh, be taking New Zealand, uh, you know, have, have a lot of respect for New Zealand. Uh, I would put New Zealand just on, on par with Australia right now. Uh, really? Uh, because uh, absolutely. Well, uh, as you say, it's got to be a tricky start. Let's not say a tough start, tricky start against New Zealand. Then obviously, hopefully, that'll set us up for the game, big game against uh, the Aussies on that Sunday. Um, and then hopefully the result on the back of that will make the rest of the games against Argentina, Japan and Spain. Hopefully we can relax a little bit um, if we get a good start, and that's what I'm looking for. Um, just going back to the uh, what you said about the uh, Netherlands being such far away from the other teams. Uh, in the other group, we've got Belgium, Canada, Germany, Britain, uh, Netherlands, and uh, South Africa. Any teams that, you know, Belgium are number two at the moment, and uh, Netherlands are number three. Teams that we should obviously take seriously, but... Uh, how big a difference is it between us and them? Well, uh, Bharat, uh, I would say, uh, apart from, uh, are you referring to the women? Uh, yeah, sorry, the men. Because you said, you know, in the women's, the Netherlands are far away, uh, the best absolutely. team by a long way. But in the men's, you know, is the gap uh, between any of those teams and us such? Not really. Uh, but uh, in fact, uh, if I could just go back to the group stage and why I said Australia New, Ze uh, New Zealand would be crucial is this, is that I don't see uh, Argentina and Spain uh, being uh, uh, such uh, difficult uh, contenders if we're not under pressure. I think if the, uh, you know, under normal circumstances, I, I don't see Argentina being such a great threat to the Indians. Uh, of course, in, in the Pro League match, uh, they did pretty well against us, uh, but I would say India are presently a better team than Argentina and definitely a better team than Spain as well. So uh, if we were to do well in the first two matches with no pressure, I think we could uh, should be able to put it across Argentina and Spain pretty easily. However, yeah. playing under pressure against uh, these uh, two teams would uh, change the equation. Now, going uh, into the other group, uh, the only side uh, 
we have to be wary of, uh, of course, is Belgium. And that goes without saying because uh, Belgium are a dangerous side. I think we did extremely well to draw against Belgium in the World Cup in the first match. I think that was a phenomenal effort. Uh, not too many people give India credit for having done that. Uh, but I think that was a great result. We've done well against Belgium in the Hockey Pro League, uh, which was played uh, last year. Uh, having said that, again, Belgium is a team uh, who bring out their best in uh, the best tournaments and know how to change the gears, as it were, as you go through uh, the league phase into the knockouts, uh, uh, etc. So, uh, because again, uh, if you look, uh, you know, in 2018, uh, in the Champions Trophy, the Belgians, uh, I think they finished uh, second last. Uh, it was uh, Australia who won the gold, followed by uh, India, uh, Netherlands who won the bronze. Uh, it was the same team, they did pretty badly. Uh, and then you come to the World Cup and, uh, you know, Belgium are the world champions, uh, all happening within the space of six months. So, uh, I think they're pretty smart uh, with their knowledge of how to play which team. I'm not sure they actually step up uh, to, to the top, to top gear against in matches that are not so important or in tournaments uh, that are not so important. I don't believe uh, that the Indians uh, would actually have uh, to play the Belgians in, in the quarters if they do pretty well. I think uh, if even if we were to finish first or second uh, in, in, in the group, uh, I'm not sure we should run into Belgium unless, of course, there are surprises <laughs> in the other group as well. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, I would want to avoid Belgium. Uh, any of the other uh, countries should be okay, although, uh, Bharat, I should mention Germany. Uh, for the simple reason that Germany hadn't been doing too well. Uh, in the recent past, but uh, have made a resurgence of sort over the last few months, which makes them a dangerous side. Uh, in the Hockey Pro League, the Germans were in the bottom half, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, won uh, quite a few matches on the trot. Uh, they're now in the top half uh, of uh, the Pro League rankings. So Germans are doing pretty well. Uh, but I think uh, the Indians are still a better team than Germany uh, at the moment. Uh, I think we're ranked fourth in the world, and that says it all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, something that Grand Reed uh, mentioned in the press conference uh, is that India have beaten 11 of the 12 uh, teams uh, in the Olympic, uh, who are going to play the Olympics in the past two years. So that says a lot. Uh, the team we haven't beaten is Canada. Uh, and of course, I think we're a better team than Canada. Yes. So, uh, I mean, technically on, 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 on paper, I think, uh, you know, we do have it, uh, you know, uh, in us to actually make it to the podium. Uh, it, it does depend, uh, however, on, on factors like uh, maybe uh, how the team acclimatizes uh, to Tokyo, etc. And hence, again, the importance of the first two matches.
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sebastian, I can talk to you about hockey till midnight and carry on after that as well. Um, it's one of my favourite topics to talk about is our national team and the sport. And the main thing for me is that 40 years of hurt might actually change this year and we might be on the podium um, because once you get into the semi-finals, you don't know. And with a top four nation, uh, I can't remember the last time we've ever, well, I don't think we have been that for a long, long time. Uh, so a potential semi-final, but then in a one-off game, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, absolutely fantastic insight into the team selection, the formation and our chances in both the men's and women's and a lot of hope going into it. Let's keep the expectations, uh, you know, on the level and uh, but keep the support. Um, absolutely fantastic speaking to you, as always, my friend. Um, and... I'm not going to make you uh, do a prediction. I think you've said we've got a good chance of a medal podium in the men's. Is that fair? And um, a quarterfinal, at least, in the women's. Absolutely. I think uh, with, with the team that we have now, uh, I'm uh, talking about the men, uh, with the team that we have now, with the kind of record that we have had over the last uh, two years, I think uh, we, uh, it, it would be pretty disappointing if the Indians were to come away without a medal. I would say that because uh, putting history apart, uh, you know, this team has been doing pretty well. Uh, it's uh, not an opportunity I think uh, we should let go of. Uh, uh, if all goes well, uh, if, if everything goes according to plan, I think the Indians should be on the podium. Uh, you know, uh, in the past, uh, you know, one had to phrase it uh, and say, well, the Indians would actually have to raise their game to actually be in the podium. I wouldn't say that. I think we do have it. If, if, if the Indians go ahead and just play like they've been doing over the last couple of years without losing their nerve in the knockout games, that's something we missed. I think uh, we can actually uh, find a place uh, in the top three. Fantastic. That is um, music to my ears. And um, I think this time is more than any time since 1980, possibly, apart from the uh, LA Olympics, it's uh, a definite uh, possibility. So uh, once again, thank you for your time, Subhashish. Uh, really enjoyed speaking to you. And um, I'm sure we'll catch up again uh, as the tournament progresses. And um, Wish all the boys and all the other athletes. Uh, we're going to do a preview show for the other sports that we're in next week, hopefully. Uh, but we wish them well, and the nation is supporting you. But for today, Sebastian, thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking time out. Thank you so much, uh, Bharat, and uh, uh, hope England have a great evening uh, ahead as well. So. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be a long night one way or the other. Thank you, my friend. You stay safe and speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Abhar.